Well, here we are, episode, uh, Season 3, Episode 4, where we give you the bonus episodes. There's just so much stupidity in one week, we can't really... Well, we don't want to cram it into a two-hour podcast. It just got to the point that people were just driving off the sides of the road. There was, they couldn't handle that much stupidity at one time. You know, they have to have some a few days to process it. <laughs> okay? So... Get ready. We've got your insane week in review. And believe me, it's been an insane week. More insane than others. Plus our genius awards. And oh, there's just some buttes in this one this week. Okay. It's hard to decide which ones get the genius awards because there's so many geniuses out there. Anyway, um, enjoy this week's stupidity because we got another episode coming for the weekend. Don't forget, if you just can't get enough, Make sure you join our Telegram channel, t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, and uh, read the actual accounts of these actual idiots that are being stupid. I think you'll find it highly cathargic. You big dummy, you big dummy, you big dummy. Hello and welcome to the midweek episode of My Stupid World. Uh, yes, I'm Eric Lane and I'm going to be here ready to give you all the latest in stupidity from the week. And remember, all the stories are 100% true. None of the names have been changed because we're all guilty of stupidity. Yes, and yes, I have the... Uh, the, the uh, Insane Week in Review. We've got our Genius Awards that we always like to do as well. And all of them have got stories to go right along with everything I talk about, which you can find if you want to join Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel. Just go to t.me slash insane Eric Lane. t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You can check out the stories. Well, actually, when you go to the preview page, you can preview the channel. There's a button you can download the Telegram app to your desktop or mobile app or whatever. Uh, and uh, then you can uh, be a part of it. You can uh, comment on them and share the links and all that kind of good stuff. And I'll throw in some of the little commentaries that I probably wouldn't put anywhere else, you know. Uh, and of course, don't forget, uh, you know, if you like some of the stupidity, and believe me, it's all five-star stupidity. You can rate the podcast with a five-star rating Give it a review, a stupid review if you don't mind, whatever you're listening to on whatever platform, whether it be Spotify or Apple, Google, or whatever. Give it a five-star rating. And then, of course, subscribe. Okay, or better yet, download. You're going to want to keep these things. Well, at least keep them long enough to, to listen to them anyway. And uh, share them with your friends because, you know, we've all felt stupid in one point or another. In fact, there's just so many examples of stupidity. It's just really hard for me every week to pick out the ones that I want to make fun of, you know? And, you know, if, if you're in, like, a group of people that are struggling to settle on options, you know, like a restaurant or a movie or something, you know, how easy is it for you to make a decision? Well, look, even if you're alone, how long do you even spend weighing out your choices? Well, there was a new poll that was out recently, actually, about this. They were asking people how decisive that they'd say they are. Well... 22% say that they are very decisive. Okay, 48% say they're fairly decisive. 
I would probably put myself in the 22% once I make up my, my mind. But in roughly 70% of the folks are comfortable making a decision. 17% say that they were fairly indecisive and 4% say they were very indecisive, which means basically 21% of the people kind of shy away from it. So as far as the other 9%, they said they don't know whether they are decisive or not. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, if you break down the demographics, younger people say they're more indecisive than older people. People making under 40000 a year were more indecisive than people making 80000 a year or more, which is probably why they're making that much money. People making under 40000 okay, eh, probably that's why they make less than 40000 not surprisingly, people who said they weren't sure about their political affiliation were probably more indecisive than those who said they were Democrats or Republicans or independents or even those who said other. It's, you know, it's like, do you have trouble making up your mind? Well, yes and no. <laughs> so it's, I think it's kind of stupid to do a survey on asking how decisive you are. Because don't you have to make a decision in doing a survey? Don't you think that's a bit <clears throat> kind of like an, kind of like an oxymoron? Well, anyway, it just goes to show you that there's people out there making money coming up with stupid surveys on making stupid decisions, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, sometimes things go wrong when you make the wrong decision. Sometimes things go wrong and you actually end up in a better place than you started. Yes, that's I've been there a few times. Well, there's a California Chevy dealership who let a customer trade in his 2021 C8 Corvette for a brand new 2022 model. And that happened after a mechanic was caught driving his car 148 miles an hour in a street race. Yeah, yeah. The 2021 car was dropped off to have a spark plug fixed. Kind of a routine procedure, right? But I guess the mechanic got uh, all caught up in racing the car due to the vehicle's performance data recorder valet mode. And that records the joyride on video. Oh, so you see something like this, and what's your first inst instinct, huh? Let's take it out for a street race. It's not even your car. Well, to make up for this employee's stupid mistake, the owner of the dealership offered the car's owner an upgrade to a 2022 Corvette. Oh, and taxes were included. Hmm, I'm not sure if that mechanic still has a job, <laughs> but good grief. Ah, well, check this out though. I just love this. You know, when you think about how stupid this world is getting, you know what, I'm, I'm one of the, I guess, people in the minority now that believe if you have broken the law, you have more or less taken advantage of your freedom, in other words, you see, and you've broken the law and you go to jail. And, well, then you serve your time, then you get out on parole, or you're on probation, or you're on a supervised release. Um, that's sort of like, uh, like a halfway house, you know what I'm saying? So, do you get your full freedoms yet? Well, see, I'm the kind of person is like, you know, once you've paid your debt to society and you have proven that you can be trusted once again after you have broken the law and have 
taken advantage of your freedom, then you get full reinstatement of all your rights. I think that's fair. You know, that would include the right to vote. But no, a three-judge state superior court panel in North Carolina disagreed. This three-judge panel says that North Carolina must immediately allow felons who are on parole, probation, or suspended release to register to vote. That restores the voting rights of about 56,000 people, a group that's disproportionately black. So I guess now that's racist if you prohibit a felon from being able to vote after they've broken the law? I don't get that. I mean, to me, I think that that decision by the Superior Court panel is racist. Anyway, the judges will issue a formal ruling explaining their decision later. And the State General Assembly and the State Board of Elections, which had defended the 1877 law, will decide whether to appeal after that's out. Now, although both sides acknowledge the law did, did have some racist origins, General Assembly lawyers argued changes made in the 1970s did remove the racist influence. But the plaintiffs contended, con contended that the law violated parts of the state constitution guaranteeing that citizens have a substantially equal voting power and declaring that all elections should be free. Okay, if that's the case, then all elections should have voter IDs for all the free people that have obeyed the law. I don't know. They said that they should apply. it should apply to all the felons, no matter what their race, but the law's discriminatory impact on black people was reason enough to have it struck down. I don't know. It, it, this goes along with, you know, the, 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 the luxurious conditions some of these inmates have. I mean, they're not all like that. I'm not saying we should, you know, go back to third world country prison conditions. No, you have to be humanitarian. But I think it's even humanitarian when you expect people to earn their right back to get to full privileges. Don't you think? Anyway, it just goes to show you that our courts are now just as stupid as everybody else. Well, anyway. Well, you know, everyone's talking about the extinction of Earth. We're looking to settle Mars because, you know, Earth is just, we're just ruining the planet, so we're going to go and move to Mars and ruin another planet, right? I guess Earth might be due for another extinction, number six, and the loss of vegetation will be unforgiving for all human life. Yes, though there is no guardian angel set to save the scene of calamity, there is one resource, though, that could let us continue to chow down while it happens. That's right. There is a, well, it's a, there's a Norwegian archipelago named Svalbard. Svalbard has a surprise twist. Svalbard is, it's the home to the global seed vault. It's a gigantic, nearly hidden cave inside a mountain. Now, what's the significance of this particular cave called Svalbard? Well, the cave is home to a vault. And uh, it's probably humankind's most valuable vault. But it's not full of money. No, it's home to over a million different types of seeds from everywhere around the world. <clears throat> In the event of a climate disaster, world staples like corn and barley, lettuce and eggplant, sorghum and cowpea will be available to the generations that have inherited all the crap we had coming for it. <clears throat> The below freezing temperatures and permafrost of this 
archipelago keeps the seeds intact and it's on track to stay that way for the next 30 years. There you go. So, so there you go. We're all safe, folks. Unfortunately, though, it's kind of like a safety deposit box. You know, if you lose your key, you're kind of screwed. You know, are you like me, though? Are you hoping that they're not really saving any seeds for lima beans or poke salad or something like that? Something disgusting thing or English peas? Blech. I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess you got to at least give them an A plus for saving up for a rainy day or in this case, the apocalypse or something. I don't know. And now I have some breaking news from the University of Don't sitting in front of a computer or TV all day is not actually the healthiest activity you could pick. <gasps> really? Wow. Yeah, well, I'm sure that may not be a secret to you. There's a new study, though. A new study. Somebody spent money and got paid for a new study that reveals. Are you sitting down for this? Sedentary lifestyles like this make you seven times more likely to have a stroke than the most physically active people. Golly, I never know that. Yeah, well, this is from the researchers of the American Heart Association. They found that adults under the age of 60 who spend a large part of their day sitting do, during leisure time are as much uh, at a high risk for both a heart, heart disease and stroke. And on the average, adults spend 10 and a half hours a day using their smartphones or computers or watching TV. Adults between 50 and 64 spend most of the time of any age group doing so, according to the AHA statistics, like my mother-in-law. Every time I come in, she's got Fox News on and she's got the TV on with Fox News and she's reading the paper. Now, I guess turns out sitting on your butt all day is bad for your health. Who knew? Wow. I guess it is good, though, good news for some. I mean, if you tap your foot while you're sitting around watching TV, maybe you're only six times more likely to suffer a stroke, you know? Put on some peppy music, you know? And, ah, yeah, <laughs> clap your hands and pat your feet. And, you know, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> but if you're going to be sitting around all day, at least you could look pretty. And you could smell like fruity pebbles. <clears throat> yeah, there's a new cosmetic company. They put out a new makeup line inspired by fruity pebbles and cocoa pebbles cereal. You got lip oils, you got lip gloss, brush kits, highlighters, and two 18-color eyeshadow palettes, one for the Fruity Pebbles and one for the Cocoa Pebbles. The Fruity Pebbles products are, you know, obviously more colorful and rainbow-inspired, and the Cocoa Pebbles have a more earthy tone, darker and warmer tones, you see. Unfortunately, though, none of this is edible. Kind of seems like a missed opportunity, you know? But they do smell like the cereals, so that's interesting. Yeah, gee, honey, you look great, and suddenly I'm hungry for some cereal. Well, other than that, there's no way that anybody would know you're wearing Pebbles makeup unless they saw the packaging. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. By the way, the cost of this uh, fruity product, anywhere from 8 to 22 bucks, And you can get it at Ulta or through... Revolution Beauty. I, I, it would kind of defeat the purpose of makeup to have it to be edible, isn't it? Wouldn't it? But, it, would, it, but I guess it would. I guess it would be a kind of a great idea, though, if you didn't have to remove your makeup at night. Just have your dog or your significant other lick it off. <laughs> oh, they've run out of ideas. Now we're going to breakfast cereals to inspire makeup. Oh boy. Well, and here's the newest stupid thing people are doing on TikTok. 
and you don't need makeup for it. You ever heard of the milk crate challenge? This is where you stack a bunch of milk crates into a pyramid. Then you try to walk up one side and down the other without falling and hopefully without dying. By the way, a pyramid isn't really, I guess, the right word. I guess it, it's, it's a line of milk crates stacked at different heights. So you steadily go uphill until you get to the middle one that's uh, seven milk crates high. Then you go down the other side and you can't use your hands at all. And obviously there's a bunch of videos of people out there trying it. Most of them fail, obviously, sometimes spectacularly. So people are really hurting themselves. But look, some make it look easy, like the one woman who did it in high heels. By the way, I wish I could show this to you, but I will put the link in the Insane Eric Lane Telegram channel. But here's a montage of people reacting to what it usually happens. Somebody falling. Uh, you can't touch it, you can't touch it, Can be defeated. Uh, he got it too. Oh, oh it's over. Oh, it's over. Oh, it's over. This is what I, I guess. If if you're going to sit around all day and be sedentary, as opposed to taking the milk crate challenge, I guess that could be considered as activity. I don't know, you may die faster doing the milk crate challenge than you would if you're just sitting around being sedentary all the time and dying of a stroke or something. I don't know. And you can file this story under a good deed never goes unpunished department. A 62-year-old woman in Cleveland was at her house and noticed a guy in his mid-30s sitting outside in his car. It was really hot outside, but he was sitting in his car in a sweater. So she decided to be nice and go give him a bottle of bottled water, right? Oh, he said he was okay and followed her to her garage where the water was. Then after she handed him the water, she looked down and realized he'd opened up his pants and exposed himself. <laughs> okay, well, didn't need to see that kind of water bottle. She then asked him why did he think it was a good idea to pull out his junk? Well, he didn't answer. He just took off. Not really clear if the cops have tracked him down yet, though. I don't know. Ma'am, did you get a description? <laughs> I don't know. The last thing I remember seeing was, well, never mind. <laughs> and I love this. I just love this, okay? I love it when liberals get a dose of their own medicine. Okay, it just is, just is, this is rich. The Washington Post, they had to add a correction to a recent article by a humor columnist, Gene Weingarten. It drew all kinds of backlash because of how he wrote that he doesn't like Indian food. Now I've had Indian food, it's not bad. I, I, I'll try most anything. Well, the entire article was actually a self-mocking article about foods that Weingarten doesn't like. You know, among them, there was Obey seasoning, hazelnuts, sweet pickles, I'm with you on that one, and balsamic vinegar. Now, one of them was also Indian food, which about it he wrote, quote, 
If you think Indian curries taste like something that could knock a vulture off a meat wagon, you do not like a lot of Indian food. I don't get it. As a culinary principle, it is as though the French passed a law requiring a wide swath of their dishes to be slathered in smashed pureed snails. And that, well, triggered a lot of people. Well, the correction that the Washington Post published said, quote, a previous version of this article incorrectly stated that Indian cuisine is based on one spice, curry, and that Indian food is made up only of curries, types of stew. In fact, India's vastly diverse cuisines use many spice blends and include many other types of dishes. Well, excuse me! By the way, Weingarten also tweeted an apology. He says, I should have named a single Indian dish, not the whole cuisine. And I do see how that uh, a broad brush was insulting. No, what he saw was that somebody got their britches in a wad. Well, he also stated that the column was about what a whining, infantile, ignorant D-head I am. No, you're the D-head for apologizing for free speech. That's what you are. Stupid. <laughs> Good grief. Anyway. And, of course, now everyone's talking vaccines. Now that the FDA has approved the Pfizer vaccine, and a lot of bars and restaurants now are making people show their vaccine cards to get in. Okay, now there's also those digital versions you can put on your smartphone that have a little QR code they can scan, you know? Or I guess this option might be slightly more convenient. There's a 22-year-old in Italy. It's going, he's going viral after he got a QR code tattooed on his upper arm that links to his vaccine status. I'm not making this up, peoples. He actually tested it out at a McDonald's that requires proof, and it worked. Yeah. He says he also did it because he just wanted a tattoo that was unique. Well, you certainly knocked that one out of the park. And his parents, not too thrilled. They told him to stop being so impulsive. Maybe I should have one tattooed on my forehead with 666 underneath it. The crazy part is he got vaccinated to go to McDonald's where the food is probably worse for you than the COVID. <laughs> this guy got a COVID certificate tattooed on his arm. I don't know, something tells me the vaccine wasn't the only shots he was doing. I mean, I, re I remember the good old days, you know, when people used to tattoo the word mom on their arms. And here's the beauty of tattooing a QR code on your arm, though. If there's a typo, who's going to know? <laughs> Everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. 
I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media, on Facebook or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And this week's Insane Week in Review, the Biden administration is set to announce that Americans who get a COVID-19 vaccine should receive a booster shot eight months after being fully vaccinated. Jeez, Joe really can't stop sticking it to the American citizens, you know? This is the kind of news that makes people drink heavily. Let's just say that most Americans are already taking their shots every day, right? I guess that's way worse things that can probably happen over an eight-month period. Just ask any new parent. A company says it's built a device that can capture smells like a human nose. The company says they're pretty sure it's working because it keeps shutting down when it's around Lena Dunham. A new study of 2,000 people finds that 66% admit to having unofficial assigned seating throughout their homes. I guess these are the same people who never fly basic economy because you can't choose your seat. I don't know, Americans are so loyal to their favorite spots. I got my favorite spot at the dinner table. But they're so loyal, we'll even argue with another family member. Hey, you're sitting in my spot. They do that at least twice a month. That's kind of crazy, though. I mean, can you imagine only arguing with your family just twice a month? Come on, get real. A Turkish Airlines civilian flight managed to fly into Afghanistan and land at the Kabul airport amid the mass panic in the war-torn country before taking off again with more than 300 passengers. Now, experts say that it was the most dangerous flight since, uh, well, the last Spirit Airlines took off. Turkish Airlines, by the way, which normally operates 10 flights between Istanbul and Kabul every week, has since canceled all of its flights to and out of Afghanistan. Turkish people are so upset because they say vacationing in Afghanistan is, was really the bomb. The Wall Street Journal reports NFL stars are protesting their contracts by showing up to training camps but not practicing. And, well, at least that's better than the New York Jets, who for the last four decades won't even show up to regular season games. Britney Spears stated that she's posing topless on Instagram frequently because she wants to look at herself in her purest form. I'm just glad she wants uh, the rest of us to look at her in her purest form, too. <laughs> of course, you got to give Britney credit for opening up and being expressive. I mean, she's really, really letting it all hang out. And a 100-year-old woman has officially been named the world's oldest competitive female power lifter. Oh, she's also the only person alive who can impress you by lifting her age. For most seniors, Mondays are for bingo, but for this lady, Mondays are, well, buys and tries. <laughs> she began powerlifting at 91 years old. Until then, the heaviest things that she's ever carried were her memories of the Dust Bowl. Federal officials are extending into January a requirement that people on airline flights and public transportation wear face masks. That's a rule intended to limit the spread of COVID. So I guess if you're traveling this winter, you'll still need more than just your ski mask. The mask rule also applies to employees on planes and public transportation. They say that wearing masks is almost as annoying as listening to customers complain about them. 
And United Airlines has sent a memo to its employees telling them not to duct tape passengers to their seats. Of course, unfortunately, there's really no other way to get them to stay once the loudspeaker comes on and they find out the pilot is a woman. (laughs) Sometimes that's the only way to get them to watch the in-flight movies. And a team from University of British Columbia reports that petting and cuddling with a therapy dog significantly enhances your well-being. Yeah, it's either that or indulging in a little hair of the dog. I mean, I guess what, petting and cuddling with a dog will inevitably lead to some scratching and sniffing. (laughs) Yeah, no wonder why President Biden always has multiple pups. A new study says having someone to talk to improves brain health and prevents Alzheimer's disease. Okay, so who's going to bite the bullet and spend time talking to Joe Biden? And Connecticut's Quinnipiac University will be issuing fines and cutting internet access to non-exempt students who fail to show proof of a COVID-19 vaccination. Kind of hard to believe that this is happening at Quinnipiac and not the University of Cuba. Of course, the bold mandate was communicated in an email to about 600 students who so far have not requested an exemption or provided the university with documentation to show they even got the jab. I guess these kids probably won't be allowed on campus, so now they'll have to figure out another way to waste their time and learn nothing. The recapture of Afghanistan by the Taliban has been greeted with jubilation in the dark corners of the worldwide cyber jihad. Supporters of Al-Qaeda and other terror groups exult on social media about humiliating the U.S. That's right. You can see the Taliban gloating on the new social media platform, Acid in Your Facebook. An endangered giant panda in Singapore has given birth to a new cub. And for once in the history of previous cubs, it was not immediately traded to the Yankees. (laughs) The cub's mother, Jia Jia, was impregnated through artificial insemination. So I guess they couldn't find a male who wanted to poke the bear. The astronauts of the International Space Station organized and filmed their very own Space Olympics, featuring zero-gravity competitions. And, of course, just like the regular Olympics, no one on Earth knows or cares who won. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, you know, tested positive for COVID. And once again, everything's bigger in Texas, even the irony. A new study reveals that men also appear to have a biological clock when it comes to fathering a child. Yeah, with child child rearing, you know, it's so friggin' expensive, the biological clock winds up destroying your chances of getting a Rolex. The study of almost 4,300 adults undergoing fertility treatment discovered the probability of a live birth is 33% lower if the father is over 50 years old, which makes most men regret not trying for kids when they were way older. A school district in Texas amended its dress code to include face coverings as a way to skirt Governor Greg Abbott's ban on mask mandates. Now, this is a very clever way to make face masks mandatory, but it'll never work because after not wearing pants for so long, everyone forgot what dress code meant. The Paris Independent School District, which serves about 4,000 Texas students, announced that the masks will be required when school reopens. The Paris School District comes across as so weak and pathetic you'd think it was Paris, France. A new report claims that the pandemic has led to an increase in homeowners renting chickens. 
If you don't have space for a bird, you can always rent a chicken the old-fashioned way, you know, by donating to the Republican Party. A Brazilian bishop has resigned. Days after a video of him allegedly masturbating on a video call went viral. <laughs> Jeez, I guess this guy celebrates Palm Sunday way more than once a year. <clears throat> now, the Vatican announced that Pope Francis accepted the resignation of 60-year-old Bishop Tomé Ferreira da Silva. If he needs a new career, though, he might want to think about becoming a producer of poultry, you know, and I say that because obviously he's clearly great at choking the chicken. The Carnival Cruise Line has launched the world's first roller coaster at sea. Have you seen this? Yeah, and you thought the cruise industry had run out of ways to make you throw up. Tropical storm Anray flooded New York's subway stations uh, that caused disruptions throughout the whole day. Witnesses said that it was a huge mess. There was garbage everywhere, all kinds of filth and needles, and then the storm happened. Anray canceled thousands of flights up and down the East Coast, so I guess if you were trying to go to, say, Newark, New Jersey, you had to get there the old-fashioned way, through bad luck and poor choices. Joe Biden's approval rating has fallen into negative territory for the first time in his presidency after that disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, although it'll go right back up once Kamala gives a speech. Now in Biden's defense, though, aside from the crime, inflation, the border, pandemic, and foreign policy, he's doing a really good job. Now the real clear politics average shows Biden's approval rating now at 47.8%, while 48.6% disapprove. And there's a, what, a 3.6% of the folks who have absolutely no idea what's going on. You know, just like Joe. And a new study finds that the N95 masks are far more effective than surgical cloth masks when it comes to protecting people against COVID-19. Now, I'm no expert, but this sounds like the kind of study that we should have conducted a frickin' year ago! Of course, the safest way to keep people away from you is always that old standard the Nickelback t-shirt. New York Senator Chuck Schumer is being slammed for this video that shows him dancing with Stephen Colbert amid the ongoing struggles of Afghanistan and the pandemic. Schumer was backstage at We Love New York concert, but, well, he looked like he was actually auditioning for the reality show called America's Got Issues. The concert was abruptly canceled, though, when the rain and lightning from Hurricane Andre broke out just as Barry Manilow began his set. So, after all that fear-mongering on the news, the storm wound up doing some good. One-year-old Russian toddler was... Uh, he, this, this kid survived three nights in a forest surrounded by bears and wolves. Did you see this? Yeah. Russian officials didn't say who she was or why her parents voted against Vladimir Putin. Band Olympic sprinter Shakari Richardson finished last in her uh, very first race since she tested positive for marijuana use. And there's a good chance she was still smoking that wacky weed. She ran like she was making a run for the border, you know. The nice thing is that there is no national anthem controversy at Richardson's races because she plays Dark Side of the Moon backwards instead. The Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine approved by the FDA. Now that means it's now certified to be at least as healthy for you as other FDA approved items. You know, like Cinnabons, Frosted Flakes, and Twinkies. U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy says the FDA's approval of the Pfizer-BioNTech's COVID-19 vaccine will likely lead to more universities and businesses requiring the immunizations for their students and employees. After class and work, students and employees are, you know, used to taking shots. 
but those uh, usually occur at the bar. Yeah. You know, some parents will be worried about how their college kids will react to the shot. I mean, some are concerned that it'll mess with them even more than the critical race theory. A new NBC News poll shows the president's job approval rating is also down below 50%, to which uh, President Biden responded, Wow, that's too bad for him. I'd hate to be that guy. According to a new study conducted by the University of Michigan, more Americans believe in Darwin's theory of evolution than those who do not, mainly because after the past year and a half, they definitely believe in natural selection. Over the last decade or so, the percentage of Americans who believe in evolution has actually increased to 54%. Well, if Dar Darwin was right, the other 46% of the people probably won't be around too much longer to find out. Mask-pushing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi got caught addressing an outdoor crowd of maskless Democratic bigwigs in a COVID-19-riddled Napa Valley. But Nancy should be fine, you know, because her lips were wrapped around a bottle of wine the entire time. Now, sure, Nancy wasn't wearing a mask. I mean, but uh, well, what, the, what the majority of American people really want, though, is a piece of duct tape over her mouth, frankly. Yeah, a clip of the close-quartered fundraiser was posted on Facebook by Democratic Party donor and winemaker Catherine Walt Hall and probably blasted out on Twitter. I'm, I'm just glad that it was posted on Twitter, you know, so we can get the opinions of those millions of doctors out there. And China will now allow married couples to legally have a third kid amid concerns that its shrinking number of working-age people will threaten the country's future prosperity and global influence. <clears throat> um, it's the last part that really gets me. You know, I think many of us would argue or agree that uh, China has had plenty of global influence recently. Hmm? Now, the ceremonial legislature updated the population and family planning law to address the consequences of the plummeting birth rate. <laughs> hey, look, maybe China and the U.S. aren't so different, you know? I guess they also have millennials playing Xbox in their mom's basement instead of having families. And finally, MSNBC's star anchor Rachel Maddow has reportedly renewed her contract with the cable news network, but the multi-year deal will see her five-day-a-week show transition into a weekly show. Finally, at least there's a little good news coming from MSNBC. I mean, eventually Rachel will be, what, the be only on TV once a week? She'll be, you know, be like those Saturday morning cartoons, but a lot less interesting. Yeah, it's incredible, though, that uh, she signed a multi-year deal. Just goes to show you should never underestimate the market for fiction. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now this week's Genius Award. And this week's Genius Awards going to this particular person. It all began during a video visitation with her jailed boyfriend. A 38-year-old Florida woman exposed her breast and masturbated, according to police who arrested her for the alleged lewd display. Danielle Ferrero traveled to the Charlotte County Jail for an hour-long visit with 25-year-old inmate Cody Thomas. Now, Ferraro was in the lockup's video visitation building, while Thomas was well, elsewhere in the facility. 
The visitation session occurred via the internet feed and there was no physical contact between the inmate and the visitor, according to what the cops said. Now, during the visit, Ferraro and Thomas frequently talked in a lewd manner, speaking of sex, sexual organs, and sexual activity. You know, Ferraro uh, frequently flaunted and rubbed her breasts, covered, uh, showing and uh, revealing outfits that she was wearing, calling her outfit naughty. After Ferraro mentioned how she repositioned herself and almost had an orgasm, Thomas asked Ferraro to have one for her, and she began to rock back and forth in her chair, appearing to have an orgasm, according to the investigators. And near the session's conclusion, Ferraro exposed her breast to Thomas, resulting in the visitation to be canceled by the staff at the visitation center. At the time of the incident, Thomas was about a third of the way through a 30-day sentence for possession of drug paraphernalia and driving without a valid license. And Meanwhile, police arrived at the Ferraro's Punta Gorda apartment to arrest her for the exposure of sexual organs in a public place. Uh, she was released on bond and now scheduled for an arraignment. So, show, what, showing a guy her boobs is now a misdemeanor? Better lock up every Hollywood starlet wannabe and rock star groupie. I mean, jails are going to be really overcrowded. Dude, look, I know there's nothing quite like a woman's cleavage, but you couldn't even go 10 days without them? Just close your eyes and squint really hard. I'm sure Bubba in cell block D's plumbers crack and hold you over in a pinch. <laughs> wow, this guy's got more action while locked up than most of us get while locked down, you know? Yeah, and then she gets charged with the exposure of sexual organs within a public place. Meanwhile, the people of New York City are like, that's a crime? And then there's this, United Airlines is warning staff to refrain from using duct tape to refrain or restrain the unruly flyers after the flight attendants and two other airlines recently resorted to the tactic making for memorable viral videos. Please remember that there are designated items on board that may be used in difficult situations and alternative measures such as tape should never be used. John Slater, the senior vice president for in-flight services, wrote in that memo. He goes on to say, as you've likely seen, a few airlines have recently made news about the way they've handled situations on board. The overwhelmingly majority of our customers have been on their best behavior throughout the pandemic and returned to our flights with confidence and enthusiasm. When things have evolved, you've relied on all aspects of in-flight safety training, including de-escalation. Well, Slater was referring to those three incidents involving duct tape that was used on passengers, American Airlines and Frontier. Flight attendants on a recent American Airlines flight from Maui to Los Angeles taped down a young boy when he pitched a fit. Uh, the flight was diverted to Honolulu. And then the other incident, a 22-year-old Maxwell Berry was duct taped to the back of a seat on a Frontier flight from Philadelphia to Miami. He was accused of groping two flight attendants. And then an apparent unhinged woman got herself duct taped to a seat on her American Airlines flight from Dallas, Fort Worth to Charlotte, North Carolina, after she allegedly attacked the crew and tried to open the door of the plane. Now, a United rep declined to identify the, quote, designated items on board that the memo advised using instead of the duct tape. Hmm. Well, you got to pay for everything on airlines these days. I guess if you want an upgrade to, to, to restraints, you've got to have to pay for that too, you know? Duct tape is the standard free option, you see. But for an additional $5, you can upgrade to plastic zip ties. You know, we, we live in a world full of disclaimers anymore, you know? Don't eat Tide Pods. Don't let your dog drive your car. That's an actual disclaimer, by the way, in a Subaru commercial. And now, don't duct tape people to seats. You know, I'd really miss the days when we could pile 10 kids in the back of a truck without seat belts and they could eat candy cigarettes and 
the only rule in life was that you had to wait 30 minutes after you eat before you go swimming? Jeez. Or how about this? The Tesla owner who was watching a movie when his car, traveling in autopilot mode, strikes a North Carolina police cruiser while well, he's walked away from the crash legally unscathed. Yeah, prosecutors recently dismissed a pair of charges filed against 67-year-old uh, Devender Goli following an August crash in 2020 near the Raleigh, um, near near Raleigh, North Carolina. Now he's a doctor, by the way. He was cited for watching TV while driving and failing to move over. Now, both counts were dropped by the prosecutors, although. There was no explanation for the dismissal. Records indicate that Goley's insurer paid more than $28,000 in property damage claims. According to police, Goley was driving home around midnight when his 2015 Tesla Model S sedan struck a Nash County Sheriff's Office squad car, which then careened into a North Carolina State Highway Patrol vehicle. Both, uh, both autos were actually stopped on the highway because of an earlier accident. The two cops, who were both outside their vehicles, were knocked to the ground in the crash, but not seriously injured. The police investigation determined that Goley was watching a movie on his phone while the Tesla traveled in autopilot mode, guided by a series of cameras and ultrasonic sensors. <laughs> police dropped charges when they found out he was watching, what, a Nick Cage movie? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they figured he had already suffered enough. Yeah. I mean, what police initially thought was a Fast and Furious film was actually just this dude's GPS, you know? Those Teslas have some pretty crazy upgrades. But what about this? Florida deputies arrested a 21-year-old man they say was speeding through Fort Pierce on a go-kart with cocaine and a handgun. Miguel Angel Sanchez tossed a backpack and fled on foot when a deputy spotted him. K-9 Mac located a handgun near Sanchez's abandoned cart, and in his discarded backpack was more than 15 grams of cocaine, according to police. Sanchez was booked into the St. Lucie County Jail on charges of fleeing and eluding law enforcement, resisting without violence, possession of cocaine, and destroying evidence. I don't know, but have you been to Florida lately? Poor old Miguel was just trying to get out of that crazy state ASAP. Cut him some slack, okay? Generation raised on Grand Theft Auto. Just be thankful he didn't jump on a, jump a canyon, rob a liquor store, and crash into a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and you got to check this one out. When emergency services in France got a call about a body in a canal, well, they prepared for the worst. Police and firefighters raced to the scene, but they found it was a false alarm. But... An amusing one. Officers at the Gendarmerie de la Loire uh, in central France were called by a couple on a bike ride in Briannon. Cycling next to the canal, they thought they saw a corpse taped up in a black bin bag floating next to a heap of branches and reeds. So the couple called the police. You know, if you see something, say something. They hauled the body back to the banks with the help of firefighters. But to all of their amazement and relief, turned out it wasn't an actual body. It was an inflatable sex doll. The uh, gendarmerie now has invited the doll's owner to come visit the police station to collect her. They wrote, quote, A couple on mountain bikes discovered a floating mass in the canal that could resemble a human corpse. Through two tapered 
garbage bags. We distinguished two legs and a trunk. With the help of firefighters, the floating object was brought back to the banks. Verdict? A silicone doll truer than nature that didn't lack air. Obviously, her owner can pick her up in Charleroi. I can't believe somebody would throw a sex doll away. You know, you'd think a French man would love finally being with a woman who doesn't have body hair. I mean, the sex doll is unlike French women in other ways, too. You know, after being in the water, she's one of the few who actually bathed. And you'll never believe this. A library in Long Island, New York, is issuing apologies for accidentally putting pornographic comic books in a free giveaway bag to families during free comic book day. The cover of the comic, quote, Tales of Grown-Up Nothing, shows a teenage girl skateboarding and alludes to nothing inappropriate inside. The comic then features pictures of people in various sexual positions and one woman using a sex toy. It also features a picture of a man appearing to kill a police officer with the words, The Antifa Super Soldier Cookbook, above it. After the complaints, the library removed two other questionable comic books that they had received from the Diamond Comic Distributors. Uh, that's the company that sponsors Free Comic Book Day. The other comics featured foul language. Well, they were all thrown out. A Diamond spokesperson said, Given this mishap by the library, we are reviewing the guidelines going forward. Mm-hmm, I bet you are. The library has said that after six years, they will not participate in Free Comic Book Day again. <laughs> Tales of a grown-up nothing? It should have been a tip-off that there was indeed sexual content inside. I mean, after all, it's what my wife calls me every time I get undressed. Oh, come on, this really isn't a big deal. It's Long Island, after all. I mean, those kids have probably seen a whole lot worse. Okay, one more. According to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, a Hialeah man was arrested near Key Largo after he was caught with 39 spiny lobsters. He's 35-year-old Giovanni Perez, who claimed to work as a commercial bully net fisherman. He's now facing several charges, including possession of 33 over-the-limit lobsters and no fishing license. About 2 o'clock in the morning, officers with the FWC noticed Perez pulling into a boat ramp with his navigation lights off. FWC inspected the vessel, discovered 39 spiny lobsters well over the recreational harvesting limit of six per person. Officers discovered Perez not only had no fishing license, but no driver's license either. Officers said Perez also had an active warrant for his arrest. He was taken into custody and is now facing charges of possession of 33 over-the-limit lobsters, no CN bully net license number, no commercial registration for the vessel, no CN numbers displayed on the vessel, and boating citations for safety gear. Yeah, boy, oh boy, yeah. He catches 39 lobsters, no fishing license, didn't even have a driver's license. Something, something tells me this man must have been smoking some serious seaweed. <laughs> yeah, you, you know he definitely tried to get away with his lobster crime, you know, but officers didn't fall for it, you know, when he tried to butter them up. It's the best I could do, okay? I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah, you're going to find links to some of these stories. I'm going to put them in my Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel. So you really should get over there and join it, okay? Uh, you can, uh, you know, read the, 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 the actual articles from these actual people and their actual stupidity. Comment on what you've read. Share some of the stories with all your friends. So if you want to be a part of that, 
head on over and give it a preview. T.me slash insane Eric Lane. T.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And you'll also have a little button where you can download the Telegram app. It's really a cool app, really. It really is. Very secure. You can put it on your desktop or put it on your mobile device. Okay. And by the way, I know at least once this week, you maybe you thought you've done something really stupid. And I'm sure that after you've heard this podcast, your attitude has been greatly improved. And you know there's somebody out there that has probably felt the same way. So do them a favor and share the podcast with them, okay? There's two episodes that you can listen to every week. We've got this one, which is our midweek bonus episode. But then we've got our weekend episode that features my um, insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero. And Lord knows what we're going to talk about. Okay, stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And we play our insane game show, which you can play along at home. I mean, look. Stupidity is addicting. We love it. So click that subscribe button. Get that stupid fix every time there's a new episode delivered to your podcast player, okay? And by the way, if you're listening to this on a podcast app and you can give it a rating, this is five-star stupidity. So give it a five-star rating. And hey, be creative. I want to see some really stupid reviews, okay? And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, make it even stupider because that gets more people to listen, okay? Anyway, I'll, I'll leave with one final thought, okay? The quickest way, the absolute quickest way for a parent to get a child's attention is to sit down and look com completely comfortable. I know you're probably amazed at the amount of stupidity that's in this world, but you know, somebody has to actually go out and find them and write about them. So there's no way this podcast could be as stupid as it is without the talented writers from some great places like Mr. Laughs Comedy and Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.